Welcome to After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or Pandora. Or you can also find us on AmericaOutloud.com, which has thousands of great articles and podcasts, which are updated daily. And please share those on social media while you're over there. We appreciate that a great deal. America Out Loud is dealing with the same social media censorship that so many of you other conservatives are dealing with. So when you share those articles and podcasts on social media, it helps out a great deal. We've got a big show tonight and a big week where we're going to have a lot of great guests on, have some candidates running for office in some of these upcoming primary elections. We're looking forward to giving them a voice um, to display what their platform is. But the first thing I want to talk about tonight with Rob is what is happening over in Asia. Joe Biden apparently takes a plane, heads on over to Asia. He's going to be there for five days. You know, this is just going to be another vacation for him. And he's probably going to mess up a lot while he is there because these leaders in some of these Asian countries are much smarter than he is. And Joe Biden's just willing to give away anything, including signing a $40 billion aid package to Ukraine from Singapore. And the worst part about this is only 11 Senate Republicans voted against this aid. That is pathetic and disappointing, to say the least, that there are so many Senate Republicans that are still engaged in this Ukraine war and want to send billions and billions of dollars to our, of our own money over there at the same time that our own border is out of control. Inflation is at a record number. Americans are paying $5 a gallon for gas. And these people think it's a good idea to send $40 billion to Ukraine. It is just insanity. It is lunacy. And it's disappointing, Rob. I am so sick and tired of giving Ukraine more and more money when they tried to nickel and die in President Trump when he wanted to protect our own borders and build the border wall. This is an outrage, and hopefully something will be done about it. Rob, how are you doing tonight? Andrew, I'm doing great. I'm glad everyone could tune in. We've had rather interesting weeks uh, be, uh, behind us, things that are taking place in the public sphere. And I'm sure a lot of things will be taking place going forward. And as you said, we're hoping to have congressional candidate Tamika, I think it's Tamika Hamilton, is it, on with us tonight, uh, <clears throat> who's running for Congress in California. And we'll have a lot of others on. Hopefully she'll be able to pop in and let us give us some thoughts as to what she's going to be doing in California. But until then, uh, what you just said about Biden signing $40 billion for Ukraine aid. Now, if you guys look back at some of our shows, you can find them on America Out Loud, the podcast, you will see that we support Ukraine and their efforts. They have been fighting rather valiantly to keep the country out of Russia's hand. Of course, we believe, and we don't only believe it, but I think the entire world believes this, that if President Trump were still in office, we wouldn't be where we are today. Putin would have never gone into Ukraine. Now, he would have thought about it. He would have looked at it. He would have kicked the can down the road. He probably would have spoke to China, but China would have told him, don't you dare, because you're dealing with a madman. 
Sometimes dealing with the madman from the United States is a good thing, Andrew, especially when you're not a madman, but they think you're a madman. But what you are is a direct man and you mean business. You look at what they did to Soleimani when Trump had the China president at Mar-a-Lago and they were getting ready to have dessert. I think it was chocolate cake. I mean, what a way to break the news. Hey, here's your chocolate cake. And by the way, we just put out some bombs out. We just blew this up. Can you imagine? So just think. Had Putin told Trump, oh, forget about what you're saying. We're going into Ukraine. As Trump told Putin, those little pretty gardens that you have, those Russia gardens and opera houses, you might not have them anymore. So you might want to think twice. Now, you know, we have the war hawks that are there saying, oh, but he's got, Putin's got uh, weapons of mass destruction. He has a nuclear bomb and he might blow us up. He hasn't done it so far. Putin knows that we're helping Ukraine. He knows that we're supplying them with intelligence. And that's the reason why he has not been successful in taking down the president, Zelensky. Now, from where I'm looking, Andrew, it seems as though the, it, it's over. I mean, he's, Putin has demolished Ukraine. What's left in Ukraine? Yeah, it is over. But the Democrats have never found a war that they didn't like and didn't want to take part in. So I just think at this point, it's strictly political. I think Zelensky is just cashing in at this moment, just taking all the money that he can get, knowing that Ukraine has already lost. And the Democrats love it because they've got a scapegoat for inflation and all these other problems that Joe Biden is having. We'll just blame Russia. So uh, I think it's politically good for Joe Biden. And he enjoys this war that's going on between uh, Russia and Ukraine. Yeah, he's enjoying it because the uh, overlords here, the military industrial complex, look at what they're being paid. They're able to get their men out there and say, oh, we got another war. That's more money for us. Meanwhile, that $40 billion that he just signed over, who's going to hold it accountable? How are we going to know what that money was being allocated to? And we should know. We shouldn't just wire the money there. For all we know, Zelensky could be living in a palace once this is all said and done. And where is this guy? How is it that our countrymen, congressmen, are able to go there? Even the first lady went there undetected. I mean, I don't get it. It's war all over this place. Ukraine isn't, well, it's kind of large, but come on. I'm not saying that I want them to go into enemy territory and, you know, get killed or be captured, but geez. Russia hasn't been able to find this guy. And you know that they're looking. Or maybe he doesn't want to find him. He doesn't want to make a martyr out of him. Or maybe there are some backroom deals that are going on. I don't know, but I wish I did know. And then speaking of Putin, we keep hearing these stories, as always, as was the case with Kim Jong-il, that he's dead. Putin is dead. Oh, he's gravely ill. Oh, he has cancer. Oh, it's only a matter of time. Play the violin. Have you noticed that, Andrew, coming from the left? How they're like, they're, is it, well, they're trying to speak him into death. Right. And they act like someone's going to uh, take over his position of power at any moment now. And, and if that does happen, the person who's going to take it over is going to be another dictator. I don't know how this guy's managed to last so long, because if you recall, he got out of office, he got back in, he put a puppet in just to 
run things while he was out. And then he decided to come back in. So there he is again. And remember when he uh, poisoned one of his, uh, the individuals who's running against him. And I thought, wow, this guy's brutal. And then you have, I heard the other day, this woman, Fiona Hill, the lovely person that she is, who testified during Trump's impeachment. And she had this stoic look and she was, well, you know, Trump did this and he said that, along with that Bindman man, they, they, they thought that they owned Ukraine. They thought that whatever they said, that was the gospel. But did they couldn't see that Putin was going to go into Ukraine. They couldn't see that. But anyway, I digress. She was on the other day pontificating, saying that, oh, Putin was very annoyed with Trump because Trump kept repeating himself and asking him the same thing over and over again. And Putin was this. You see how they make Putin out to be this powerful man, Andrew? And I called this when they were talking about Russia collusion. How they were saying that, oh, Trump, uh, Putin has Trump by the legs, by the foot, and he's a pup, and he's telling Trump to go here and go there, which is all part of their Russia collusion narrative, which we now see, Andrew, you know, I was going to go there. We now see that it was all a sham and that Hillary Clinton was behind it all. Robbie, Robbie Mook, one of her campaign advisors, admitted it on stand during a trial jury, a trial jury whereby the judge happens to be an Obama appointee, a trial jury whereby I think three or four of the jurors are Clinton acolytes. They were donors to Clinton. They supported Clinton. They also supported AOC. A jury whereby one of the jurors' daughter is playing on the same safe uh, softball team as Michael Sussman, who's on trial for lying to the FBI. No, he lied. And we see it. We can prove it. But they wanted to send Roger Stone to jail because they said he lied. And then there was another Trump who was all part of Trump's, uh, I think, his campaign for all about a week or so. He, in fact, went to jail and then Trump pardoned him. But this guy, we've got to have a huge trial, win, spend taxpayer money. We've got to have a judge who's probably biased because he was appointed by Obama, who's allowing jurors on the trial because he knows, that, oh, they'll probably let him off. If this guy walks, Andrew, if Michael Sussman walks, there is no justice. There is no justice anywhere. Justice can be bought. Justice can be political. And we see that now with the whole abortion deal. The leaked memo from Alita, a leaked draft of his possible rulings, that abortion has nothing to do with the Constitution. And when you think about it, it really doesn't, Andrew. It has nothing to do with privacy. Abortion has nothing to do with privacy. That was a far reach 50 years ago. Even Ruth Bader Ginsburg, before she died, said the same thing, that this was a horribly written law. Privacy? What does privacy have to do with an abortion? I mean, and if you're going to link it to that, I can say I want to kill myself by euthanasia, and that's my private right. You can't interfere. You see what I'm saying? None of this makes any sense, Andrew. But yet and still, that's where we are. That's where we are with what people are doing. That's where we are. So it, it does beg the question, when you look at all this, where is our law? Where is our government? Is our government corrupt? 
And from where I'm looking, Andrew, I hate to say it, but I kind of think that our government is corrupt on many levels. It is corrupt. And Trump exposed it all. And now we see that all everything that he said is being put out there. But the media won't cover it. They have not once touched the Michael Sussman trial. And when I say the media, meaning the liberal media, CNN, PMS, NBC, Washington Post, New York Times, Los Angeles Times, they won't even touch it. But if you remember, when Trump was in office, every day there was a breaking news story that Trump colluded with the Russians. Oh, this person is going to give all the information. They're working with the special prosecutors. Michael Flynn is working with the special prosecutors. Papadopoulos, he's working with the special prosecutors. And he's going to, and what is he going to tell? Well, he's going to tell them that Trump did, in fact, do this. All these people working with the special prosecutor. Adam Schiff coming out. Oh, we've gotten to the bottom of it. And this is what happened. Eric Swalwell. It was all part of an evil cabal to bring down a legitimately elected president. Before he died, John Lewis, God rest his soul, a civil rights icon, said that Trump wasn't a legitimately elected president. He went to his grave with that lie. Yes, it was a lie, and he knew it was a lie. He knew it. Now, he can still be a civil rights icon. People get things wrong, but he lied. And for what? For Hillary Clinton? You see, this is what happens when you hook your wagging with the Clintons. You're taken on a circus ride. They will never stop. They will never slow down. And you find yourself trying to defend a lie that they told that they put out there. We now know that it was a lie. Robbie Moot said that the information about Russia collusion was presented to him. He went to her and she said, he said it wasn't vetted. And she said, give it to the press. And that's all they wanted. And they gave it not to the New York Times or the Washington Post, but to Slate. Not that Slate is a reputable uh, news organization, no more than Washington Post, but Slate ran it, the New York Times picked up on it, and the Washington Post, and then all over Washington, we had Russia collusion. To this day, Andrew, people still think and believe that there was collusion. There was no collusion. So why is it that Fiona couldn't see through all this? There was Ukraine collusion with Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden and our current Secretary of State, Blinken, Tony Blinken, Anthony Blinken, and Biden in some circles. But she couldn't see that. Yeah. And just to follow up on Hunter Biden, this was why it was so critical that President Trump got to the bottom of what was happening between Ukraine and Hunter Biden in case a situation like the situation that we're in right now came up where um, Joe Biden stole, stole his way into office. And now we're in the middle of a war with Ukraine and Russia. And you have Joe Biden, who we all believe has been paid off by Ukraine through his son, Hunter Biden, just shipping over Ukraine billions and billions of dollars. And you have to wonder if some of that's going to circle the drain and end up back in Hunter Biden's pocket, because that is how corrupt I think these people are. 
a nickel and dime President Trump on his border wall. No, we can't protect our own border, but Ukraine, sure, let's send them $40 billion. These people don't know the first thing about America first policies or uh, putting the American people first. This is just absolutely unbelievable, and I am outraged by it. You're tuned in to After Dark with Robin Andrew, available on America Out Loud via iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or download the America Out Loud app to keep track of all the great shows. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years. Brush, floss, repeat. We're told to use fluoride, which doesn't really address the acid-creating bacteria. That is where the dentist-recommended Spry Dental Defense System shines. Spry products contain xylitol, a natural sugar, which helps get rid of those nasty, smelly, acid-creating bacteria in our mouth. The best way to care for your teeth and gums is by using Spry. The Spry Dental Defense System has a wide variety of products. Toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and chewing gums that are designed to work together to keep your teeth clean and mouth healthy and smelling sweet all day long. To get your oral care back on track in an easy, effective, and very tasty way, switch to Spry today. Ask your dentist about Xylitol and the Spry products. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural product retailers. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Well, Andrew, I'm glad you mentioned how the left nickel and dime Trump on the border wall. Because you think about it, we're getting ready to send Ukraine 40 billion dollars i guess to protect their borders but we can't protect our own border i i don't i just don't get it and the narrative that a lot of them are are, are a lot of them being on the left they're saying is that we want the border wall a lot of republicans want the border wall because they're fearful that Within a couple of years, the United States, the white population will be the minority and that multiracial groups will be the majority. Run the tape. I want you guys to hear this. Guys, if you could run that for us real quick. In a few years, we're going to be a majority brown country. White people will not be the majority in the country anymore. This will be the first generation ever in American history uh, in which whites will be a minority of the generation at some point. As of 2007. Every year, babies being born in this country, whites now are the minority. In 2044, uh, everyone is going to be a minority. As the demographics change, as white people become the minority in the country, which is coming. Demographics is destiny. Demographics is destiny. Demographics is destiny, right? The country is changing. I've been saying it here, other people have been saying it here for years now, even before Donald Trump. The demographics 
is destiny. The white population is declining for the first time in history in America, while the number of multiracial Americans have more than doubled. So we live in a country where the demographics are changing. It's becoming less white. Correct. Okay. You'll be announcing that we're calling the 38 electoral votes of Texas for the Democratic nominee for president. It's changing. It's going to become a purple state and then a blue state because of the demographics, because of the population growth. There you have commentators speaking about black people, brown people, multicolored people taking over. Now, this is all a part. I'm, I'm going there because after this Buffalo shooting, you heard a lot of people talking about the replacement theory, the great replacement. And they're saying that this is coming from the left, from the right, that we're saying that brown and black people are going to replace white people. But the, from the tape that I just played, it's the people on the left who are celebrating. Yes, I was going to say somewhat, but it's not somewhat, it's not seemingly, but they're celebrating the idea that they're trying to change the racial makeup of the country. Why would you want to change the makeup of any country? That's something that Putin would do. That's something that uh, Nazi Germany tried to do. That's something that China would do with the Uyghurs. Well, why are you celebrating it? Why, why aren't you saying that we can all live here peacefully together? But after this Buffalo shooting, that's what we're hearing now, nonstop replacement. So we're going to send $40 billion over there to Ukraine, but we're not going to do it at our own border because we want people just walking across. And they're just not uh, Mexicans or people from South America. Andrew, they're coming from all over because they see that there is an opening. They're coming from Russia. They're coming from Ukraine, not the ones we're flying over here for humanitarian purposes. They're coming from Israel. They're even coming from the Middle East, the bad actors trying to get into America. And why are they coming to America, Andrew, if America is so racist? Why are these brown people and black people and people from all over coming to America if we're so racist? Can, can you figure that out, Andrew? Do you have you figured that out? Do you understand why? I think I do. But uh completely 360 from what their narrative is completely it's like why would people want to come to a racist if we're saying we're the most racist country as the women on the view would like to put it while on that show you have a black woman you have a white woman you have a redhead who's probably as crazy as a day is long you have a hispanic sonny hostin they're saying america is just racist and we're just horrible but yet and still they want more people to come through from the border that's not gonna. That's not gonna resolve the racist issue. Go figure. So why not put up a wall to keep people from coming here? And then just going back to the Buffalo deal, and we're going to talk about this later on in the week. A lot of some of our other shows. Uh, I, I found it interesting, Andrew. I'm trying to look at my notes here. That this guy, Peyton Gendron, is getting all of this attention for killing black people, and he injured, I think, two. Uh, white. I think there were 10, uh, 10 blocks that were killed. And it's unfortunate he's an evil man, radicalized by the left. Don't you believe otherwise? He was definitely radicalized. Because if you look at his crazy manifesto, he even said it. He hated all people. He was going to shoot up his high school. His high school. Okay. Now, it, but what I'm getting here is that if you recall, and I had forgotten all about this, I'm trying to find in my notes because I wrote this down. I definitely want to talk about it. That just not too long ago, there was another kid who went to his high school 
and he shot up his classmates. We don't hear anything about it, Andrew. It's quiet when it happened. They spoke a little bit about it, just a little about it, but then they just shut it down. Now, I wrote it here, and I can't believe, like, oh, here, here we go right here. Ethan Crawley, do you remember him, Andrew? Back in November 2021, he, yes. four students were killed, seven were injured. Ethan Crawley was a white guy. And his parents even got arrested. And his parents got arrested. Why don't we hear about this story anymore? Why don't we hear that white people need to be concerned because they have a white man who's trying to kill them? Why don't we hear about that? We hear nothing about it. We don't hear about Daryl Brooks. What he did in uh, Waukesha, I remember that name, Waukesha, Wisconsin. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And Robin, just a little side point I want to point out here is it seems like this uh, Crawley incident, we've seen other situations like this, is somewhat of an attack on white parents after these incidents. Because what about all these shootings that we see in Chicago every night? where a lot of these people who are shooting others have never even met their father or um, their parents, yet uh, they get a complete pass when their kid goes out and kills somebody. So it's like if you actually um, get involved in your kid's life and participate, you're taking a chance. If they commit a crime, you're going to go to prison. But in like Chicago, we see all these situations where all these uh, people do not have dads and um yeah, their dad is fine when they go out and kill people. So uh, I don't know. I just really don't like sending parents to jail over a crime that the child committed. I understand it. I hear what you're saying. But to a large degree, I think that parents should be held responsible. In some instances, I think that some of them know what was going on. Now, with this Crowley deal, I know that they really had exchanged text messages. And she said that she thought it was joking. This, it, was, it was really muddy. And that's what the media would do. The media will make it muddier. Then when you start trying to sift through it, after it's all said and done, you look at it, you'll see that what they reported actually wasn't true. So right now, the media has a divested interest in making and seeming to and making it seem as if though the family was part of it, the, the family being the, the mom and the dad. We really don't know. But I do believe that parents do have a responsibility somehow. Because I find it difficult to live in a house with the child and not know some of the things that they're doing. But then, too, when you look at where families are in today's society, the government is telling you, you can't do this to your child. You can't do that. When I was growing up, I got my ass kicked by my parents. OK, right. if I did something wrong. Hey, that's it. And I would just like some consistency with that law. Okay, if parents are responsible for their children committing crimes, well, what about these deadbeat dads that aren't involved in their child's life? When their uh, kid commits a crime, I think they should send them to jail too. Uh, bingo. I agree. I agree. I agree completely. But then, but, you know, like I said, this, this conversation and what we're looking at has so many different avenues that you could go down. Because when you say the dad beat dad, dead beat dad, in some instances, you have a lot of women who are like, oh, I don't want him and I don't want the dad a part of my life. I don't want him there at all. Some of them want to be there. Some of them don't want to be there. The ones who don't want to be there, they're just deadbeat. They're just out populating the earth with more kids. Yeah, they should go to jail. And that's something else, Andrew. I mean, call me old fashioned, but I don't understand why there is a law against men and women who just go around just, just populating the earth with their seeds. I remember once I read a story, this guy on Facebook had 21 kids 
And I think he was like in his 30s, from one woman to the next, just getting her pregnant. And then you see some women, uh, their kids have like 12 different dads. And people's like, there's nothing wrong with this. No, there is something wrong with this. This is horrible. <laughs> and then they'll try to justify it. Oh, well, we're just animals. Animals have kids by different other animals. And like, but we're, we are of a higher form, higher intelligence. We know better. Why are we doing this? This is how the left has just deconstructed everything that's proper, everything that's right about our society. And they've just thrown it out. And that is the reason why they want to constantly try to control what we think and what we do. As I said a while ago, I was growing up, I got did something wrong, but that's it. My behind was roasted. Today, if you try that, you got child protective services knocking at your door. You have the police knocking at your door. But when your kid goes out and commit a crime, they're nowhere to be found. It's, oh, what did we do? What is society coming to? We failed our kids. Yeah. I don't know about you, Rob, but if I ever got in trouble at like school or something, I'd be a lot more afraid of coming home to my parents than anything <laughs> they could do to me at that school. I was terrified. I lived in a small town, about 10,000 people. Everyone knew my family. So before I got home, all of the aunts, all the uncles, they all knew about it. I was completely terrified, but today, well, it's like, oh, let's just laugh about it. There's no accountability, just like there's no accountability with our government. And that's what these lefties want. I mean, Andrew, say what you love, what should you will. I know a lot of people don't like Trump. I get it. A lot of people think that Republicans are racist. That I don't get, but Republicans have got to do a better job. You know, I think if we were to stop putting people like Mitch McConnell out there, people like Mitt Romney, people like Liz Cheney, Stop putting them out there because they personify racism because they sit back and they won't fight. They allow people to call them names. You look at what Mitt Romney allowed Barack Obama. He allowed Barack Obama to paint him as a racist when he was running. Mitt Romney, oh, I'm above that. No, no, no. You got to speak up. And that's what I liked about Trump because Trump spoke up. He would not allow them to put him in some little box. But what's interesting is that you saw the entire media jumping on it also on the bandwagon and say, oh, yeah, yeah, he is a racist. He is a racist. To this day, if you were to ask people, is he, a, oh, yeah, he's a racist. But what has he done? Oh, well, he said this. Because here's the problem, Andrew, and this is where our society is going. Once you label a person racist and you say that the other group is racist, whenever something doesn't go right for you in your life, you immediately think, well, did I not get this because I was black? Did I get this because I was a woman? Identity politics. Even to this day, I'll say for myself, if I were to go for a job, and if I didn't get the job, now me, I'll think, okay, there was another uh, person who was more qualified. But then creeping into my mind, I would tell some of my friends, they would say, you probably didn't get it because you're black. That's the first thing they would say. You look at women. If they don't get the job. Well, you probably didn't get it because you're a woman. I bet a man would get it. And see, the same thing is happening to white people. They see that black people are getting the jobs. Well, as they're qualified, just as qualified as a black person. But what will happen is that when they go in for a job and the interview, and if they don't get the job knowing that, hey, I'm qualified, in the corners of their mind will start creeping out, well, you didn't get it because a Black person got it. Or I wonder if a Black person got the job. You see what's happening, Andrew? Yeah, I do see what's happening. And I would like to see this upcoming election to see Black men make a statement because we have seen the Democrats just completely pass them by and give all these jobs to Black women. Like Black men aren't important. 
So I hope black men are seeing what is going on and uh, vote Republican this upcoming election and really shake things up because the Democrat Party has just left them out to stray. They have. And I'm glad you mentioned that because you see right now the only people that they are appealing to are black women. Black women. And you know why? And I mentioned this before, and I think B.B. Diamond, who's been on our show, she's mentioned it also. It all goes back to the black church. Black women are highly devoted to the black church. You go to any black church, especially black churches in a small town, a majority of the people there are women. And to what do you, uh, the churches where you live, uh, when you have gone, is a majority of the people, the congregation, women or men? Uh, have, you ever, lot, have you ever looked at it? A lot of husband-wife combinations, but yeah, I'd say more women than men. You see that? Because women are the fair sex. I know a lot of people go say, oh, what is he saying? Let's just be honest. And you have that in the black churches. And like you said, a lot of couples, but unfortunately, in a lot of these small black churches, a majority of the congregation are women. You'll see a few couples. Now, the larger churches, those big box churches, you'll see a combination of uh, couples. You'll see a lot of couples and, you know, a few, but you will hardly ever see in a black church, a majority of single men, never. You will never see that. What you will see, a majority of single women or women who might be married, but their husbands aren't going to the church. And you see, that is the playbook that the Democrats are using to convince Black women to vote for them. They're pushing laws. Well, we've got to have more diversity. Well, when they talk about the diversity, it's not necessarily diversity for the Black men. It's diversity for the Black women. You look at the commercials now, Black women. You look at newspaper articles. They will always talk about the entrepreneurs. They're Black women. Are you saying that black men don't want to be entrepreneurs? That's what they're saying, but that's not true because they're trying to feed into the black women to come and vote for them. Because if you get the black women to vote for us, hey, that's it. Because right. black and men won't vote. As our guest B.B. Diamond pointed out last time she was on, a lot of these uh, black preachers are just playing right into the left playbook. Exactly. They're playing into it. And see, and well, not, not just that they're playing to the, the black playbook the less playbook because they are doing that. But you have a lot of Democrats that are taking a page from the black church. You look at the new uh, press secretary, White House press secretary, uh, Kareem Jean Pierre, whatever her name is. She's horrible. <laughs> I hate to say it, but she's horrible. She is horrible at the job. I mean, it's like she's just reading a script. She's speaking into this like word mix of cloud. It's like, what is she saying? She's yeah. horrible at the job. She's no Sarah Sanders, that's for sure. Oh, well, please. She's no Sarah. And neither was Jan Psaki, although Chris Wallace, who just got a show a, a show on CNN on Sunday night, a time that no one is looking at it, he just got a show there. He would probably say, oh, she's great. She's brilliant. Kareem Jean-Pierre just got the position because she's a black woman and she's a lesbian. Now, why can they just get a straight black woman for that position? Why did they get Simone Sanders? Simone Sanders was promised that position, Andrew, but she didn't get it. So she went and bounced and went to MSPMS NBC, has her own show. And from what I'm hearing, the show is horrible. It's in the tanks. She can't eat. She didn't even get, I think, 100,000 viewers. It's that bad. <laughs> but we'll talk about it in our next segment, Andrew. Yeah, what a shocker. CNN, NMS, NBC, you look at their ratings and they're just in the toilet, just like we thought they would be now that they don't have President Trump to talk about every single day. Um, they were using President Trump's popularity to boost their own brand and uh, get TV ratings. And it worked to a certain extent. But now that he is no longer president, 
Um, no one's got any reason to tune into these fake news uh, media stations. And we're seeing that play out with the ratings. I mean, CNN Plus, it lasted, what, less than a month. And they had to pull the plug. And old Chris Wallace has got a Sunday night show, like Rob said, in a bad time slot. And probably nobody will watch. If you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Healthy Cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. Made with maximum absorption technology, Healthy Cell vitamins feed our bodies at the cellular level. Even if your vitamins aren't hard to swallow, it's time to upgrade to Healthy Cell's pill-free supplements. Come in great tasting gel packs. Head on over to Healthy Cell com and check out all the great products and while you're there you can save yourself 20 percent off with the code out loud we'll be back with more after dark with robin is a record player the best way to listen to music of course not so why are you still taking vitamins that haven't been upgraded since the 1930s even if your vitamins aren't hard to swallow, it's time to upgrade to Healthy Cells pill-free, patent-pending microgel supplements that work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. They taste great, convenient on the go, and they're more natural too, without chemical binders, fillers, and coatings. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of any product. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, -E -L -L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Surely if you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. So you can listen in on our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. Cofix RX, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about, provides an additional invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. Click the banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and use promo code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Stay protected with Cofix RX. So, Andrew, as we're seeing, we're talking about big box churches and women always being out there. They're uh, appealing to black women and the new press secretary. Now, I'm hearing also regarding this woman, you know, I want to see if I can get her name right because I can't. I'm always, I think it's Jean. I mean, she's a, she's, she has a nice voice, but I don't know uh, White House press secretary. She just doesn't seem like the... Uh... That's, Out, that's it. outgoing personality that you need for that job she seems kind of um, reserved a little bit and she's not a great speaker like you mentioned so yeah i just think it was horrible uh management on joe biden's part putting her in that position okay so this is what i'm hearing 
so well i didn't think jim Psaki was good either i mean i don't know why she got the position i mean yeah. she she was always i'll come back to circle back me circle well, back, circle back girl. she served her purpose because she could lie as easily as she could breathe so uh, she you did know, she did great according to biden you're right she was excellent at lying and she was a master spinner at lying although her lies you could see straight you can see straight through her lies. And I was I was always sitting on the edge of my seat saying, why don't they call her out on this? You had Peter Ducey, he was there, and he would, you know, say, Well, what about this and what about that? But what made me so mad when I would see the press conferences is that Peter Ducey would be sitting there next to other individuals who claim to be reporters. And they would look at him as if though what he was asking was foreign and made absolutely no sense. Now, there was one guy there, I mean, I'm gonna try to Google him, uh, MSNBC reporter, White House correspondence. And the guy, I every time I, every time I saw him, he drove me insane. Oh, here he is. Okay, hopefully I got his name. What is this guy's name? Peter Alexander. Now, I don't know if you guys saw Peter Alexander or not. But he would be sitting right next to Peter Ducey. And Peter Ducey would ask the like the most hard-hitting question. And you would think that because Jim Pasaki was trying to cut him off, that Peter Alexander would come back and say, no, wait a minute, but you didn't answer his question. And I'm gonna pick up, I'm gonna, you know, pick it up and I'm gonna go back on it. Never once did he do it. Never once. Now, what he did do is that when Trump was in the office, and Trump was having a backwards and forward with Peter Acosta, and he would say, okay, I'm, I'm done with you, next reporter. And then Peter Alexander would come in, he would say, well, I happen to know uh, Acosta, and he's a good reporter, so I'm going to ask that question again. I'm like, well, look at these chili bowls. Here this guy is trying to antagonize a president with something that makes absolutely no sense, and then you have another knucklehead who's going to follow up with the same knucklehead question. But now that Peter Ducey, wait, and all these guys, their names are Peter, uh, Peters. Huh. No, it's Jim Acosta, Peter Alexander, and is it Peter Ducey? Yeah, uh, interesting. I guess there's something going on with the Peters here, Andrew. But anyway, Peter Alexander would sit there, or he sits there and behaves as if though the question that Ducey is asking is foreign or that it makes no sense. And I'm like, but the question that he's asking is a question that everyone wants to know. When did the White House know about the baby formula shortage? When did they know we were going to have a shortage? Now, uh, Andrew, if this was Trump, they would be already writing the obituaries. He wants babies to die. But see, Democrats are okay with babies not having formula because what they're trying to do is signal to the American people, stop having babies, abort your babies. We can't feed them. Abort your babies. That's what's happening, which is the same thing, Andrew, that's happening with the gas prices. They could care less if the prices go up to $20 a gallon. They don't care. Because what they're trying to signal to you is stop buying gas, drinking cars, get electric cars. Never mind the fact that the price of the cars to buy one is up to north of $50,000 or $60,000. Who cares about that? Just stop buying cars that drink gas. See, this is the mindset of liberals. And people, they're not watching. They're not seeing this. They're not connecting the dots. That was the purpose of trying to shut everything down. That's the reason why they shut everything down when they did. 
Now, Trump shut it down. He said, no, it's going to be difficult to open it back up. He knew what was going to happen. And sure enough, they fought tooth and nail. We can't open things back up. We can't open it back up because, you know, we're going to still get COVID and it's going to kill you. And now with all the shots, with all the boosters, people are still getting COVID. And Andrew, I read somewhere the other day that more people have died with the shot and the boosters than individuals who have died that have never had the shots. Go figure. How is that possible when Biden told us that he was going to get rid of COVID? He told us that. He also came out and said that when he came into office that there wasn't a COVID vaccine. And Dr. Fracci pushed back on it with Jim, uh, uh, Jake Tapper and said, I don't know where he got that from because there was a vaccine. But the rest of the media, they didn't want to call him out. They didn't want to attack him and say, oops, Joe, we think you're slipping. Yeah, you're right. And there was a lot of irresponsibility with that vaccine rollout. When that thing first came out, they were just encouraging everybody to get it. Just get the vaccine, get the vaccine. Don't ask questions. Take the shot, get the vaccine. Well, now we're hearing about some of the side effects that people have had. And obviously the vaccine has not been as effective as that we were told it would be. So, yeah, I just think there is so much irresponsibility and a rush to get everyone to take this vaccine. It's just another thing that Joe Biden's administration rolled out that is blowing up in his face. Obviously, he didn't create the vaccine. That was uh, because of President Trump. But he was just in a rush to try and get everyone to get the vaccine, um, regardless of pre-existing conditions and things like that, that they didn't even take into consideration. Just get the shot, get the shot. And that's all they wanted you to do is get the shot. And now we see that the shot, I mean, for some people, maybe it was good, but for others, it wasn't. And like I said, you've had more people to die who've had the shot, two shots, three boosters. And I now hear that we're working on a fourth booster. Yeah. And that's the opposite of what the media was telling us through this push to get vaccinated. If you remember, they kept coming up with these news stories that said, Oh, it's only the unvaccinated that are dying from COVID. Um, the vaccinated are just fine. They, they might catch COVID, but they're not getting sick. And um, these numbers clearly do not um, back that up. They don't back it up. And we now see that, you know, they had also said that the people without the vaccine, they were giving other people COVID. And we're now learning that it's people with the vaccine that are giving people COVID. And, and have you heard about the monkeypox? <laughs> <laughs> the monkeypox, which is related, I think, to the chickenpox. Yeah, I'd re- I'd rather get COVID about ten times over than get monkeypox. <laughs> I think. Now we have the monkeypox, which is has its origins. I'm hearing in Africa, and apparently it was it was uh, I think it was with the animals species, and it jumped over to the humans. And that, and I'm not I'm not making this stuff up. This is what they're saying. You can only get it by intimate contact. And they said that a lot of gay men have experienced the symptoms. Now, this could be another AIDS crisis. I don't know. We need to look at it. We need to look at it and sound the alarms because if the monkey pox, they're saying that it's not as transmissible as Dr. Fracci is saying, but we can't believe Dr. Fracci because he doesn't know what he's talking about. And we, to be honest with you, Andrew, we cannot trust or believe a lot of these left-leaning doctors, psychologists, and psychiatrists, because we know that they have a dog in this race. And that dog is, is to change everything about science and just make it fairy tale land. That's what they're concerned with. We had the other day, we had a woman 
I think it was a House hearing, who said that men could have abortions. Hey guys, could you play that for us really quick? Play it real quick. What do you say a woman is? I believe that everyone can identify for themselves. Okay. Um, do, do you believe then that men can become pregnant and have abortions? Yes. She's a lefty and she actually said men can have abortions. I mean, Andrew, have you ever heard of such lunacy, such stupidity? Men can't have abortions. Only in the last few years from the left. I mean, think about it. They're trying to change everything that we know to be true. Now, of course, you can uh, dispute science. You're supposed to have a healthy conversation. But men can't have abortions, and they never will be able to. Plain and simple, that's the science. It just can't physiologically. It can't happen. It just can't happen. And the fact that they want to push that and want us to believe it, that's just like them putting tampons in the boys' bathroom. It's, oh, yeah, boys can't. No, they can't. That's a female. That's just like I heard the other day. This is really funny. It's just you're seeing all this. Men can be women. Women can be men. If I were to commit a crime, and I'm not, and I got a prison sentence, I'm just going to say I'm a transgender. I'm converting over so that I won't have to go and face the horrors of a male prison system. I think that men have gotten it wrong. All the men in the prison system should just say, hey, I'm a transgender. Why rape a man in prison when you could just go to the female prison and have all the sex you want? No, I'm being, I'm being serious, Andrew, about this. Think about it. If the only thing I have to do is just say I'm a woman, grow my hair out, and get transferred from a brutal male prison to a female, why not do it? We're learning now that in Jersey, someone calling himself a transgender got, I think, three women in a prison pregnant. This is where we are in our society. But as quiet as it's kept, the media won't talk about it because they want us to believe this, make believe that, oh, we're genderless. And you have people that are coming out of the school system. But think about this. This is what's really dangerous, Andrew. People are coming out of the school system now, out of our public school system, believing this, taking this with them. So just imagine a decade from now, when people start running for office, you're going to have these absent-minded idiots, clueless right. idiots running for office, trying to push these radicals, radical agendas like they're doing now. I wonder why would they just go put a microphone in front of Elian Omar and Rashid Tlaib and just say, what are your thoughts on this? Can, we, can men have babies? Can men have an abortion? Since you guys are pushing this and you like it, what does your religion say about it? You're so busy trying to take it to people who are Christians. Take it to them. Ask them the questions. But they won't because they know what the answer will be. Or they'll probably deflect and say, well, that's not for me to each his own. No, I'm asking you, what are your thoughts? You're part of the radical group. And I heard the other day, Andrew, that uh, AOC is getting ready to get married. She's marrying a white man. But I thought white men were the bad men. She's marrying a white man. Don Lemon married a white man. Katunji Brown Jackson is married to a white man. They're married to the enemy. They're married to the group, the, the, the people, the very people that they say are bad for society. Why are they marrying these white men, Andrew? Nothing against you, Andrew, of course. But we were told that they're the bad people. So why are these people who are so outspoken marrying white men? And I think Ilian Omar, she's married to a white man. But they're telling us that white men are bad. These are the most silliest people on the planet earth. It makes absolutely no sense. It's crazy.
But hey, they're telling us, hey, they can do it. We can't do it. Now, we're getting ready to run out of time. Before we do, I want to just cover one other topic, UFOs. Andrew, do you believe in UFOs? Sure. Okay, you say sure. Well, what do you mean? Like, you think there's people from outer space? Yeah, yeah, in certain situations, I do definitely think that there are... um unidentified flying objects. I'm one of those people that has to see something to believe it. So I'm not willing to go all the way to that. They're aliens, but um, certainly uh, I believe that we've had some UFO sightings where we're not sure what something is. Okay. So yeah. So UFO sightings, unidentified objects. Okay. I can get, but do you think that they're aliens? That's what I'm getting at. Do you think that there are other forms of life uh, and, and not, not yeah. like, like an inset, but like, the healthy like, intelligence of humans, I'd say. I, I like to think so because it's cool, but I'm skeptical. Um, no. I'm completely skeptical. And what? And they're having hearings on the White House, as only Democrats would do, to delve into this. Oh, yeah, there was a there, we saw an object that was going up and we didn't know the color. And I think one of the congressmen said, did you ever try to uh, communicate with them? No. Why not? Why did you try to communicate with them? Here, here's my problem with this. Yes, I do believe that they're unidentified objects. They're probably coming from Russia and from China, and they're probably laughing at us saying, oh, my God, these guys are such idiots. And some people would say, oh, well, it was back in the day, back in the 40s. Okay, maybe a light or something. Though some are saying, well, if you go up in Colorado, they've got creatures and this and that. Okay, yeah, whatever. I have to believe, I'll believe it when I see it. But here's my point. Why are we so focused on that when we can't control our borders? We have unidentified individuals coming across our borders. And if there are creatures that are out there, what do we care when we can't get along with the people here on Earth? When you got the Democrats that are trying to demonize a segment of the population and say that they're racist. So if there are people from another or not people or beings from another planet, the Democrats would do the same thing with them. They will try to marginalize them and say, oh, you got to vote for Democrats because the Republicans, they don't like you. They didn't even want us to talk about you. They didn't even want to investigate. They didn't want us to communicate. You see where I'm going with this, Andrew? It'll be the same thing. Another group of people that they will try to say, vote for Democrat because Republicans are racist. They don't like uh, foreigners. They don't like people from outer space. It'll be the same thing. So we don't need another segment of people or uh, entities or beings. I keep saying people, beings that we need to marginalize. We can barely work together here. Well, actually, I think we can work together if the Democrats were to stop pushing this hate. They're so good at pushing hate. But as far as UFOs, I mean, yeah, it's probably someone put a light, got a flashlight, or back in the day they did something. Oh, who knows? But I think first, we need to protect our borders. Keep illegal the illegal aliens from coming here while we're trying to find out if they're aliens coming from outer space. Let's just put it at the border. $40 billion given to Ukraine, take that money and build the border. We better not see Zelensky sitting in a mansion. We better not see his wife shopping on Fifth Avenue or Rodeo Drive in California. We better not see him in a sports car or an electric car. Because if we do, we know something went wrong. And I bet they just get, wrote him a check and didn't even ask for accountability, Andrew. Oh, yeah. It's just Z- ridiculous. Zelensky's going to get out of this war as a very, very rich man, I have a feeling, and uh, famous as well because his international fame has risen. It's almost like he's going to be a celebrity politician or something after this war ends up where 
he's going to have a lot of benefits, but the people of Ukraine had to suffer through months and months of shelling from Russia tanks just because he refused to surrender in a war that appeared somewhat unwinnable. And here we have our own government sending them 40 billion more dollars, which I think will probably end up in uh, Zelensky and his cabinet's uh, wallet. That's where that money is going to end up going, if you ask me. Well, we're out of time already tonight. What a great show. Thank you all for joining us tonight on After Dark with Robin Andrew. Check us out on all the other shows over at AmericaOutloud.com, who just celebrated its sixth anniversary. You can also find America Out Loud on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or Pandora. Please like and subscribe. We'll see you guys next time. And remember, stand for something or you will fall for 